Hi, this is Milton Allen Turner, and this week on Worldviews, I'm interviewing Kathy Charles, the self-described sobriety connector. And this week, she'll be talking about her journey to live a soberful life. Welcome to this week's edition of Worldviews. Well, welcome to this week's edition of Worldviews. I'm Milton Allen Turner, and I have the pleasure of having Kathy Charles with me this week. A very good friend. She claims to be the sister I never wanted, but the sister I still have in love. Thank you for joining us on Worldviews. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And yes, you can't get rid of me. That's why I'm your sister. <laughs> so I appreciate that introduction because that is 1000% accurate. And I'm so grateful for you as my big brother that you don't want to be. So that is, that is, I mean, I was thinking about it yesterday, how we have known each other since 2004. Right. I, I don't do math, <laughs> so I don't know how long years, that is, right? but that, that's a few years. That's a few years. That's all I remember. So, and I, well, you always remember clearly the time we met, but, um, oh, and how I was right. a little bubbly for you at, at early in the morning and didn't right. want to have to engage with me. And I'm normally a morning person. All I remember is just was really windy and cold that morning. And I'm just like, why is this woman talking to me? But then as we started talking, it was, and there was someone else there. I can't remember another teacher, right. but I was trying to ignore you. And this other person was really engaging you. But then as soon as you said that you had previously taught at Cleveland, this person was literally walking away from you. And I was like, oh, this is somebody I do actually want to spend more time talking. It was great. It was great. It was great. Like, she just got really quiet. And I just all of a sudden was like, oh, I shouldn't have been ignoring her. I actually have to continue this conversation now. And hey, look at us now. However many years later, what is it? Exactly. Two years later, you know, so um, with my my good, good, good maths and English skills. There we go. There we go. Aren't you glad you had me here today? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so Kathy, let's tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. You've got your plate boom. Sorry, you've got your plate full of doing lots of things and activities. So what are some of the things you're engaged in now? All right. Well, we know each other from the education world. Um, you know, we're both educators, but um a couple of years ago, I I went into a sober curious mode about myself and my my drinking and you know just just things about my life that that I needed to take more seriously was having some health problems and all of that, um, which after a year of just curbing it or a couple of years of trying to curb it and all that decided to just um, I, I call it my Forrest Gump moment where <laughs> there was nothing big that that happened you know everybody. He's like, oh, why'd you stop drinking? And I'm like, I don't know, July 22nd, 2019, or it was actually July 21st of 2019. I was like, you know what? Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired mm -hmm. of being tired. And I put it down and, and just kept walking and kind of like Forrest Gump just in the movie where he's like, he's, he was running. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, time to go home. That's kind of how <laughs> I'm like, there's no <laughs> big bang theory story with Kathy, you know? So, just tired um, you know, I didn't, tired. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as I'm in the sober journey, um, yesterday was my two year anniversary there. There is, you know, I'm finding that there's a lot of people that don't have quote unquote rock bottoms and things of that nature. I think the hardest thing for me was the first eight months. Um, mm -hmm. I really didn't talk about it with many people. And I, I did what I call the Kathy plan and only you and <laughs> few others know like what that can entail of the crazy mind that I can go into. <laughs> but, you know, so um, and that is the reason why I'm so passionate about 
I call these the, what I'm doing now passion projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so for first the first eight months um, when I put the bottle down, I didn't want to go to AA because that was for those people. Right. Um, I, there was a lot of um, labeling in my head. And, you know, I'm a guidance counselor. I, I shouldn't be that way. But it's like mental health wise, I just was like I had a lot of pride and a lot of ego in this. And I didn't want to be associated with things and felt like it was just I was just had bad willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, here I am two years later, a proud member of saying, you know, my roots come from AA, um, but I'm involved in many other um groups that that really focus more on like the emotional sobriety type of things. So Laura McCowan, who wrote We Are the Luckiest, was how I first mm-hmm. ever went into a group. The the pandemic shutdown had happened. She was supposed to be on a book tour and it got canceled. So somehow I had in those eight months of being alone gotten on her email list and she put out that she was going to have a her version of like a book tour on on Zoom. And I thought this sounds kind of interesting. And I, you know, barely knew Zoom, you know, it was um, (laughs) that, you know, that that part of the world uh, that I didn't know yet. And I got on and I sobbed. I was like, this is a professional woman who had the same everything that I did. And she wrote a book about it. And she wrote for me the to do of why you could go to AA and what AA really is and what sobriety really is. And here I have been trying for eight months to do Kathy's plan, which was don't see a doctor, go to an acupuncturist, don't talk to your friends. And um, what else did I have? Oh, I I went to a meditation place where you didn't have to talk to people. So, you know, I was like on isolation (laughs) island, (laughs) you know, like I didn't talk to you, didn't talk to anybody about it. It was like, let's just shut down because you're a bad person because you can't figure this out what I know now and why I'm so passionate about this and is that no, this has nothing to do with willpower. I was a person who I I always put it this way. um, I was addicted to an addictive substance Mm -hmm. that for my brain. And so I can't play with fire. I can't do those things in safety, but it's such a freeing, um, mentality to be like, no, you know, I'm, I'm also allergic to yeast and don't think about that. You know, like I wouldn't put that I'm allergic to shellfish. Mm-hmm. I can't have that. Like I will die if I have. So it's the same thing. I just have to get up and manage it every day. Um, and I can't be in isolation. And where right. I found, I found my people besides you and my other friends. And um, I have found my people, but I have found that women, there was a lot of shame that I had to deal with, you know, after, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I didn't feel like I had been the parent. I had been the anything, you know, the friend, the 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 daughter, the 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 sister that I, I if I had not gone down those roads um, so heavily, you know, I there was a lot of shame I had to work through and what I found out is I'm not alone in that. And right. I think, you know, so that's why I'm so passionate about, I have found, especially professionals like you and I don't want to talk about these things because what would happen to our job? What would happen? I mean, I never went to work, you know, I, I didn't have that rock bottom where I was at work doing it, things of that nature, that right. like I had lines that I didn't cross, but there are people that have, and, you know, I have just found that I am not alone. 
I feel called to tell my story so somebody else doesn't feel alone. So what I have done is so, you know, for about the first year and a half, I mean, for the first eight months, I did the Kathy plan and shut the whole world out, you know, and then I uh, then I got the altered Kathy 2.0 plan. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, I was like, I don't want to burden anybody. I've been a burden like all that. You know, I was just rolling in shame. Um, And then once the lights, as I call it, started shedding um, onto me again, I met community, you know, through the luckiest club that Laura McGowan started. Then I went to AA and it just I I started meeting people like myself all around the world. It was I have I did. um, I don't even know if you know this. I was in a talent show in Ireland, an AA talent show um, (laughs) in Ireland in November. It was hilarious. I mean. Uh, Talent show is a strong word. It was a a karaoke. That's I always say talent show, but it was karaoke. My world has tripled since admitting that I needed help, A, that I couldn't live the way I was living anymore. And I also I kind of kept it quiet, even with you and with with Mm -hmm. a lot of people. You know, I, I I had my sober world on the right side and I had all of you on the left side. Where I do say that, and maybe I've never said this to you, so I'm going to say it to you now, is, you know, a lot of people talk about how they had to completely redo their life. And I and I do. I feel like I've had to completely rewire my whole life. But a lot of people talk about, well, they can't hang out with their old friends, like they were never really their friends. And that is the part where I can't relate whatsoever. Like, Mm -hmm. I am so lucky to have you and, you know, all the other people that, you know, hang with us that you all couldn't have been more supportive and loving towards me. So, you know, again, that's where there's no perfect formula to this for everyone. You know, I can hang out with you all in safety and be okay. And you're okay with me. You know, you, none of you like are like, Oh, have a drink. You all just accept me for who I am. And I am very, very lucky for that. Um, and we're but very it, it lucky just, to have you as well. Aw, and it's so, so proud sweet. of you. And once you finally did get off of the Kathy 1.0 plan and go to the Kathy 2.0, I hope I've said, if I haven't, I will hear how proud it was of you once you started sharing what you were doing with Back to Zero and some of your podcasts and Funnier at Your House. I was just really amazed at the um, honesty and also the importance of your story and the bravery behind telling your stories and other things. So I've been really proud of you since then and hopefully to be as supportive as I can. But it's, as you said, you're really sharing your story, I'm sure is really important to others because that connection, that community is really important. And I'm sure you being the counselor and realizing that how important that is to be able to share and support each other. So, so proud of you for doing that. Okay. We have to end this now because I'm going to (laughs) sob. No, but you know, thank you. Uh, And you know, again, I've had people, you know, I've had you in my corner. I've had, but I kept it quiet. I didn't really, I, I think I didn't know how to explain things. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, you are, you know, you know, I joke about you as my best friend who speaks 27.5 languages and I up it every time I talk about you. You know, sometimes it's 33.2 languages, you know, it depends on the day. Um, but going into the sober world was like going into a four country and relearning mm-hmm. me what this world looks like to me, uh, meeting all these new people. And so it's I know this is hard to believe about me, but it took me three months to say one word in a meeting Mm -hmm. because I just it was like I needed to learn the language. I needed to do some healing. Um, But what I would say to people is there's enough to be sober 
you know, what I am finding is what people are telling me is, you know, it used to be only AA and you show up for live meetings in a church basement, you know, and now there's so many different communities where you can get on and just be curious and, you know, just listen and learn and see. Um, But what I found is, uh, you know, I kept myself kind of quiet about it with with all of you for a good 18 months or more, you know, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and then Jeff, um, a a guy I know from TLC was uh, he has a Facebook live show and he asked me if I would come on and tell my story. And it's funny because I had kept it so private and I didn't even think twice about doing it. I talked to my sponsor and she was like, if you're comfortable um, and I'm a worry wart, even in sobriety. And I know you know that about me. Um, I slept fine the night before and I got on there and Jeff asked me questions like you're asking. And I just kept answering honestly. And afterwards, I wasn't shaking. I didn't feel anything but love from everyone, from people who didn't know me to people like you who were in my life, but didn't like I had not shed the whole story to the sober community. And it it was the most powerful moment for me. This is my journey because a lot of people have said to me since they were And the reason I'm saying it this way is because there's a lot of people since that are like, well, should I be doing recovery out loud? You do you, you know, like it took me a long time to get to here. And for some people it works, some people it doesn't. And, you know, the traditions in AA are that you don't really do this. So I'm really a hybrid of a lot of different things. So -hmm. this opportunity with Jeff led me to hosting some shows with him and bringing people on who had inspired me. I was pretty brave. Like I asked people that are like doing Ted talks and famous and like, I'm like, (laughs) Hey, want to be like, I'll, I'll," you know, like, and they kept saying yes to me. And it was so much fun. The first yes I got, I was like, Holy crap. What do I do? Like, and it was, it's just, oh, like so, you said, you just be you. If you right. ask and they said yes, then obviously <laughs> there is a reason why. So just keep doing you. That, and that's all I can say is I just keep showing up and just, I keep inviting people into my world that are inspiring me, you know, and like, and I tell them up front, like, here's why I want, I want other people to know about you. Cause this is what you did for me. And, you know, it's just, it's my genuine like self and I'm finding, you know, like, you know, somebody said to me when I I stopped drinking, they were like, it's good to have you back. And that that ticked me off. <laughs> um, and I realize now because I never felt like I was ever there. I was a, a term that I've learned um, through this is called shape shifting. And I'm the youngest of seven. I went to seven different schools growing up. I never knew who I was. I just pleased mm. whoever I was. So I always just kind of I had that imposter syndrome, as as mm. they, they call it. And um, being the youngest of seven, going to seven different schools, I just never knew who I was like I and I realize that. I I just never saw my worth. And so if you were talking about whatever, I would say, you know, there were very few people that I was ever like, oh, well, I don't understand that. You know, I would just go along with it. I have to say what I think about my core group of friends and think of you all. It was probably one of the you know few times I was authentically Kathy, like, okay, I can't speak your language or what, what did you, what are you all talking about? It was like one of the few times I was ever really like able to put my guard down and, and be genuine. And now I'm like that all the time, you know, like. And conversely the same with you when I was 
for that three-year period in administration when I lost my mind and now I'm a recovering administrator. I um, The same thing that when I was in that position over counseling and college counseling, other things, I that was like, that's not my depth. That's not my understanding. So the same thing when I'd go into meetings with you, it's like, yeah, I curriculum I get, counseling, uh, got nothing. Tell me what to do here. Right, <laughs> so it's the right. same thing. That I could and felt, I think the that's same it. Thing like, we were both just, just genuinely. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't have this. This is your strength. This, I'll give you the support that you need. Just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, so and like you, you said, there all... is a free freedom to that. Was like, I'm not trying to pretend. It's like, I know I have my strengths. I have my weaknesses. I don't know this. Help me to do what I need to do to help the students. And there's no shame in admitting that. And you know what? That's the word. That is the word freedom. That is the word that I feel now. You could put me anywhere, anything, all of that. I have an inner freedom to be, you know, like to ask questions, to be curious. But I was always going outside of myself to find the, you know, solutions. And now it's inside. And so when you asked me to be here today, I was like, well, what do I bring to worldviews? What do (laughs) I bring to your brilliance? But, you know, it's. I think this is a universal topic, sobriety. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I'm leading a, um, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm going to Bali for three weeks next summer. um, (laughs) Yes. And um, for, to lead a sober journey um, of women. And it's incredible. (laughs) I'm so excited. And, you know, and then I'm, you know, I'm interviewing a woman from Abu Dhabi, um, this, this upcoming woman weekend who, who does sober, sober yoga. She calls herself sober yoga girl. And she's originally from Toronto. I'm an, um, I'm a rep for, um, an alcohol free company now, um, called better roads. And I, you know, I just said last week at a meeting, I'm like, I woke up and said, where, how the hell did I get here? This was just two years ago. And it's amazing if you open. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, if you open up your world, you know, and you say yes to a different way of thinking Mm -hmm. and a different way of saying, it's okay not to know your original podcast. Your first one was we need to make students wiser. Mm-hmm. And that struck me as a guidance counselor, but as a human, as a sober woman, because if we all just did that and said, it's OK to ask questions, it's OK. I didn't ever want to be the new kid. I didn't right. want to stand out. I didn't want to. But if we say it's OK, right. it's OK to be I, wrong. I, it's it's OK to freedom. not know. Exactly. It's a freedom that. I can't, you know, it's okay when I don't understand something now. It's okay when I'm like, I, I don't get this or it's okay. This is, I told you, like, I, you know, I was doing this one project that's Instagram and it's a lot of like graphic stuff. And I'm like, I just, it's <laughs> not that me. I don't, and I asked a, a lot of questions, but it's just not me. It's mm-hmm. just not who I am and what I want to spend my time on. The right. old Kathy would have like stayed miserable for another year. <laughs> and, you know, this was a couple, like a month in and I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. So I think, you know, the remaining wise, you know, or uh, remaining open to being wise. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's what I think the worldview and, you know, the conversations I think about you and I, and the conversation, the open, honest conversations we've mm-hmm. not only had about education, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I'm a single female white woman. 
almost 50. You know, you are an African-American male who is 29. Um, <laughs> almost 60. <laughs> almost, you know, something like that. I told you I'm bad at numbers. Um, but you Actually, know, it's like, funny. When people ask me my age, I always forget too. It's like, am I 57, 58? I know I'm not 60. Somewhere. No, no. It's always a range. It's like between 55 and 60. It's when I get to 60, I'll remember. <laughs> you're like 50. Like, and it's funny. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited about being 50. It's a bizarre thing. I'm very excited about this upcoming Actually, 50 has been pretty fun. Other than. I, I think maybe it's because you and like all my friends are there. Like. Yeah, like you're just solid with your like who you are. You know, that's how yeah. I'm a man. You like know, you like said, I probably means that freedom to just like, yeah, I don't really care about that anymore. It's like I can almost <laughs> just to say, I'm not quite old, but I'm old enough to say, yeah, I'm not doing that and I can get away with that. And you have to accommodate me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's, you know, to me, a lot of point of your podcast of if we make people wiser at a younger age, why do we have to wait till 50 to get that? <laughs> that confidence why right. did i have to go through all that crap to get there and you know like a, a teacher at my school district who um she lived in oh, jerusalem right out of college and said she she's of jewish heritage and said in the community where they were at um mental health like was the you know and i'm like what if we took a year a gap year of mental health and mm-hmm. like really like dove into that for a year before you go off and do anything that, that would be a gap year that was right. worth the price you know <laughs> like like your mama didn't hate you your mama had issues too you know like those mm-hmm. kind of things like i you know it's just interesting but um you know I forget what I was going to make a point about. I apologize. But, you know, 50 and and being wiser. Oh, what about you and I? That's what I was going to say is we couldn't be more different. You know, like (laughs) you grew up in Cleveland. I grew up in Parma. Like we couldn't be (laughs) more different. But but you are my person that I talk to about things. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We have honest conversations about politics, about race, about Mm -hmm. that. I so value your point of view, but again, because I go in curious, I don't go in with judgment. I don't go in with, I know better, Um, but you do that as well, you know? And like, I, you know, there, so if I could give advice of like, I feel so fortunate because we have that friendship where we can talk and I'm like, I don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you'll be like, well, here's, you know, and you always go about it. And it's kind of funny because people do this in the sobriety world. You're like, this is how, what I have lived and what I have experienced. And you don't tell other people's stories. You tell your story. And that's why this podcast is so important because you are connecting the dots, but you're telling it from your lens and I just think if we remain curious in the world, it would be a healthier place. And Absolutely. because we would get wiser. Absolutely. Actually, when you mentioned that about telling stories this week, um, Sandra had talked me into participating in the Cleveland Incubator, which has been going on this last week virtually. And uh been participating in a early ink club in the morning where they're doing two hour writing sessions and writing sprints, but just going back over the importance of telling your story and connecting to a story, then you're really driving this home. And then with mentioning Sandra as well, when you were talking about how two years ago, it wasn't like a big epiphany moment, but just a shift as she always talks about shift happens. It just sometimes just one idea is enough for a little shift that can change everything. So it doesn't necessarily have to be 
earth-shaking or a groundbreaking epiphany event, but just a slight change in perspective or a slight shift that can make all the difference in the world. It's so, it's so true. You know, nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, right. it, you know, like in the sobriety world, we always say it's an easy pro program for complicated people. You know, like <laughs> we just, we, we're always making a way more complicated, but I think that's true of the whole world. You know, right. like really, <laughs> if it comes down to, human kindness, like be curious about each other, like everybody. And that's funny because the the community that I want to start. So as you know, many years ago, I started my, my blog and my, my other um, Facebook account. Or your original funnier at your house blog. Called funnier at your house, because it always looks better at somebody else's <laughs> house. It's always funnier. It's always whatever. And um, the whole reason I want to start the, the community is I just went through a workshop um, that was run by a military guy. It was interesting. And it was on trauma. So and at first I was like, why am I here? You know, I wasn't in a war. And he was like and he's very refreshing because he's like, yeah, I've been shot at. But trauma is trauma is trauma. Every he was like, it's not little trauma. It's trauma. And he just and he has he has taken his program where he it's called post-traumatic winning and he, mm. he was doing it for the military all over the world. Well, somehow, somehow way, a social worker that I know in California said, you know, like they had a conversation. He was like, well, you've been through trauma. He was like, you've been on the front line and seen things. She was like, I never thought about that. So he ended up taking social workers and they like, it was like this, the telling the stories, you know, and then open it up to some people like Jeff and I in the sober community. And it was a it was a mix in my class of military. All this it was an amazing thing. But I went in because I thought, OK, coming, I don't know, if we're out of this pandemic or however. But my my students have 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 trauma. Mm -hmm. People I work with have trauma. Right. How do I help them? I went in with I need to help them. Well, what I found out is Kathy needed help um, and, you know, that I have had trauma and it's the stories. It's he had us reflecting. He had like 10 commandments, as he would call it. And one of them, there was a thing. And at the night he he talked about it and that one, you know, I did it. I didn't reflect enough on it. So it's funny that you said you, you spent every morning um, and it was a couple of weeks later. And I just had this moment where this is my story. Holy mackerel. This is what I was trying to escape from trying to not to numb out to whatever. And it was this, but that's, so it's taken me two years. So it was a small shift to have, now, I say the the onion, like the peel didn't just come <laughs> off. The chunk of the onion just came off. Wow. You know, and but it and as I was talking to other women, especially, they were like, wow, I never. And it's it, for me, it's money stories. I told myself and how the image and the, it, and it was such a holy mackerel. This is what I've been like running away from since the age of 22. So I think, you know, the, the reason I want to start the community that I want to start is Let's start making the shift and let's start telling our stories in a safe place, in a place where we can come together at our house and in our home, funnier at your house and be OK with who we are at home in a safe place. So, you know, because of it, so 
what I find is <clears throat> with sobriety is I'm in these rooms and there's a lot of people who are just starting off getting sober. And I'm always going to keep my toe in that because that reminds me because I'm a quick forgetter. And so <laughs> it reminds me that could be you again, Kathy. So mm-hmm. I am never going to take my foot out of that. But now I'm at this level of I want to I want to work on that emotional sobriety. So it's like it's next level mm-hmm. sobriety of what I want funnier at your house to be. Um, of let's, let's tell the stories, let's chunk off the onion. That is your onion and start getting wiser towards ourselves. And this is a global, they're, they're saying that, you know, with, with, with everything that closed down, that alcoholism is the, is become the global pan, the next global pandemic, Wow! because there are so many people that, that didn't get help during that time that, you know, like that, I mean, there's just, there were not enough beds to keep people in. I know that, mm. um, social, like uh, there were, you know, parts of the world, parts of the country that closed down alcohol places because they, they couldn't deal with, 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 with dealing with the virus and and having people come in with detox and all of that. I was really grateful. I was sober during that time. And, you know, even the other day I was talking to somebody and they said, yeah, I went out to a restaurant, told them my drink wasn't strong enough. And her husband said, honey, it's because you were putting triple of that in at home for the last year. And so, you know, I want to be a place where, okay, you get sober, then what? You know, like, mm-hmm. because now I live a freaking sober full life. I'm going to Bali. I'm an alcohol free rep. I'm like, you know, talking to people like from all over the world and having a blast, you know, like I'm doing things I never dreamed I would do two years ago. And it's because I got curious and then because I got curious, I got wiser and I have a whole new world and I have a whole new world view. And I guess if I think about it, that's what I say is whatever your thing is, your ism, you know, be curious about it, lean into it because it could, and, and maybe even dare to ask, could I just make a shift and mm-hmm. look at this? You don't have to put a label on it. You don't have to do anything. Just lean into it just a little bit at a time. And it, it, if it is your thing, anything is your thing, alcoholism, drug, whatever it is, you know, like food, you know, whatever it is and lean into it and don't give yourself a label and be curious, get a little wiser and take some steps. And then your world two years later could be a world you didn't even know could be possible. And I speak languages, not like foreign languages, but I speak languages of sobriety that I never knew. Like shape shifting to me was I was a liar. No, there's actually a psychological term for what I, what I was doing. And so your world, if you just remain curious and and say, I want to be a little wiser is a safe way to go about it and really take you to a whole new level without even, I feel inside that I have traveled globally and, and, and live in a whole different land. And I didn't, I haven't left Cleveland, Ohio. Well, so time for shameless plugs. Where can somebody go to continue these conversations? As you mentioned, the um, you had this interview coming up with the uh, woman from Abu Dhabi and doing some of this, um, Emotional sobriety. Emotional sobriety, right. So where can someone go to continue these conversations? Um, So Getting Back to Zero um, actually is a Facebook live show, but um, 
just put together a website. So if you go to www.gettingback, back is spelled B-A-C for a spinoff um, of blood alcohol um, um, content. So getting back and then the number two and then the word zero.com um, is how you would get the Facebook live. Um, but there's they're all archived um, under okay. that. Um, and then Funnier at Your House is going to be launched in the next month with the community. I do have my Facebook and I, pu- I have put some of the shows up or the average, you know, the links to the shows. Um, but that's actually I'm going to be creating a private community so that uh-huh. people can come in. Um, it's going to be, you know, a, a private community. And then off of that, we're going to be offering workshops. And I really want it to be grassroots. You know, people uh-huh. will ask, well, what do you want to do with this, Kathy? And I'm like, I don't know. But I just know that. And that's okay not to know. And that's never been a thing that I've done well with. And we, you know that. Uh, I want to know before I do anything. And I don't know, but I do know this, that people need to come together and talk more and tell their stories and be in a safe place. Like you said this week, you, you know, two hours of writing sounds like a lot, but you, I mean, we all, once I figured out money trauma was my story, I wrote 30 pages in like two days because wow. I couldn't stop writing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> all the lenses of things that like, you know, had like affected me and it was so cathartic. And then I started talking about it with other women, you know, and they were like, wow, I never thought about my, my mentality and how it really drove like what I did, how I did it, what, you know, all of that. And so you know, I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to be where people come to, you know, to, to find their light. Um, so that's two ways. And then um, I love to plug. Um, we are the luckiest. Um, um, Laura McGowan's community, it's called TLC. And if you just type in um, TLC sober community, you can come up. There's a three day Friday, uh, 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 trial and they've got about two to three meetings a day. I think it's up to 14 bucks a month now. Um, I got in on the grassroots, so it was like nine bucks. Um, but if you go to an AA meeting, they pass the basket around and you pay that, or, you know, like, I, I just think it's a, it's a great way to see that you're not alone and it's people from all over the world. And then, you know, there is AA That's as great. well, but you know, I, I think, and also there are so many podcasts and so many things that you can do. Just get curious, get curious about yourself. <laughs> I love that. Just get curious. Well, Kathy, thank you. This has been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you for sharing your story, your curiosity and your friendship for all of these years. It's really been an honor and pleasure talking to you. I love you too. Thanks. (laughs) The sister I never knew I needed it. But I love having anyway. And same. I know I, I, I constantly bug, but you have been so good to me. And I am so proud of what you're doing with this podcast because it just... It's it's what we need right now in this world. And, you know, to have worldviews and I, you know, to me, this feels like a safe place to come and learn and and, and get curious about, you know, if if I have a worldview that's different, I can learn from you, you know. So I, I've been telling everybody from every walk of life about this podcast because again, it's it, you you're doing it in a way that people feel safe 
to be curious. And I think that's that's the message I want out in this world. Well, thank you. And that's great. That's the message I want to have as well. That it's safe to be curious and it's okay to be curious and to disagree. That That's why I called it worldviews. It shouldn't be one view. We're not the Borg, but having differences is fine. It's respecting each other and acknowledging them. And like you said, feeling safe, discussing those, having those honest, authentic conversations. That's important. So thank so you for participating in this one. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show and that you found something in it to spark a deeper conversation leading to greater understanding. I'm Milton Allen Turner, and I invite you to join me again next week for more Worldviews.